0: The following audio is via a Skype call.
1: You are listening to Animal Soul Wisdom Radio, tapping into wisdom of our animals, angels and masters with Darcy Pariso. Tune in monthly to learn how you can better understand your animals and deepen your relationship. This hit show calls attention to the many roles animals play in our lives. Through stories and insights, Darcy shares how animals assist us in raising our consciousness and fulfilling our soul's purpose. These busy healers help us with transitions and challenges, love us and want us to have more joy in our lives. Are you ready to see yourself through your animal's eyes? Learn how they're helping you and walk through life with more ease and grace. Working with ancient healing practices, Darcy can guide you and provide inspiration to move forward. To learn more, go to darcypariso.com.
2: Oh, hi, everyone. I'm Darcy Pariso and I'm the host of Animal Soul Wisdom on KKNW here in Seattle and Transformation Talk Radio. I'm here every second Thursday of the month at 11 Pacific and 2 Eastern, and then again on the fourth Thursday on Transformation Talk Radio at 2 Pacific and 5 Eastern. So today I'm very excited. I have a very special guest And if you've seen it on my website or Facebook, you know that today we have Kathleen Prasad with us. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Kathleen, and then we're going to just jump right in. And she has just so much information, a wealth of knowledge, and I just can't wait to start tapping into it. So let me start with a little bit about Kathleen. Kathleen is internationally known for both her pioneering work in the field of animal Reiki, and she's also the founder of Animal excuse me, of Animal Reiki Source, which is her teaching academy. And she's the president and co-founder of the Shelter Animal Reiki Association. She's been a Reiki volunteer for shelters and sanctuaries since 2001. And she has a groundbreaking method called Let Animals Lead. And I, you may have heard about it, but it's, it's just a wonderful program. And it's being used around the world. Kathleen has several books. Um, I think I have maybe five of her seven or eight, and I refer to them often. I know that you'll love them too. She also has a, um, she's written An Animal Reiki Code of Ethics, which is a professional animal reiki training manual. And um, isn't that cool? I didn't know that. So I was really happy to hear that. And Kathleen also has a new book out. It's called Let Animals Lead. It's a 21-day meditation challenge. And I have the book, and I had the privilege of meeting Kathleen recently. And Kathleen, I'd love to welcome you to the show.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here.
2: Oh, it's our pleasure. So I guess I would like to start with, how did you get started? Um, I've read a lot about you, but I'd like to hear your stories.
0: Oh, sure. Well, it's kind of funny because you know, it was sort of accidental that I even ended up here (laughs) to be doing this. It was definitely not my plan in life. My plan in life was that I was going to be a middle school teacher um, for the rest of my life because I loved it. I loved the kids. I loved teaching. And um, then I learned Reiki uh, for my own self-healing. And then my animals started to just come forward to receive Reiki and to be a part of that healing space. And it was like, just inspirational and amazing the way that they connected to me in this space. It was so different from anything I'd ever done. And I was volunteering at a shelter and all of the shelter animals were responding. And so Reiki for animals sort of accidentally took over my life. And then pretty soon it was like, I didn't have time to teach middle school because I was doing too much Reiki. So I (laughs) had to kind of switch over. I always laugh that I retired, um, like, in my thirties, I retired from teaching. So I was always laughing. It's like, that's kind of young to retire. I'm all, but this is my second career. (laughs) So, um, so I've been, um, you know, kind of following the animal's lead, um, for a long time now. And for me, animal Reiki is a way in the world that brings compassion and understanding and loving kindness to other species, not only to, we often think of that for ourselves, for human beings, we need world peace, we need to be kind to each other, we need to respect each other, we need to listen to each other. And many times animals are not included in that dynamic. And so for me, you know, I sort of feel like, I mean, my journey in the Reiki world is not conventional, because I don't focus on human beings, the way most um, Reiki practitioners do. But I really feel my journey is about bringing awareness to animals as sentient beings, to animals as spiritual teachers and to, to help heal our relationship with them. You know, the relationship between the humans and the animal dynamic on the planet. And that's what, for for me, really, that's what's so beautiful about this work is that it, it awakens our hearts to These gifts that animals give us and bring to us. And I'll tell a quick little story. You know, the first time that I, when I first learned Reiki, I was actually um, using it for my own anxiety. I'd suffered from severe panic disorder anxiety since I was about four years old. And so my life became very limited because I tried to avoid, you know, situations where I would feel anxious. And then when I had a Reiki treatment, I felt so relaxed and so at peace and I realized that this was a was a tool I knew I just knew I could heal myself so I went and I took a Reiki class and I started doing Reiki treatments for myself and immediately my dog Dakota he um, has been gone now about 10 years but he was my first Uh, animal reiki teacher really just my soul dog you know how you have like that amazing dog in your life he was
2: yes just
0: so special and um he was a australian shepherd mix and he always was at my ankle or laying down five feet away from me he would follow me from room to room but always at my ankle but always very respectful he liked his space and distance except when i was doing reiki When I was sitting on the couch and I was doing, you know, you do sort of light hand positions on your head, sides of your head or over your eyes or on your heart for healing, he would come and he would lay on top of my feet, like awkwardly, like position himself on top of my feet. (laughs) It's the (laughs) only time that he had ever done that. And he did it like once. And I thought, are you okay? What are you doing? And then the next day, I did my Reiki treatment for myself again, and he did it again. And I'm like, this is weird. And then the, like the third day, I finally went, oh, I think that he is connecting with this peacefulness that I'm getting from Reiki. He's feeling it, and he wants more. And so I sat down on the ground and with him, put my hands on him, and he laid on his side like, Finally, mom, geez, I've been asking you for days, (laughs) laid down, went to sleep. And we were in this beautiful space of connectedness and peacefulness. And that moment was kind of a turning point in my life because, you know, I probably would have just gone on doing teaching middle school and being, you know, because I loved it so much. Um, I loved the the kids and just the, the energy and I just loved it but i also loved reiki for my own peacefulness but to in that moment when i connected with my dog on this different level than i ever had before we were understanding each other and speaking a language that i didn't know that i could speak with him and realizing that he he already understood what reiki was and was like utilizing it for himself without me even knowing <laughs> i'm like clueless you know i suddenly had this awareness of the depth of his perception of energy, his sensitivity of energy and peace and healing. And I thought to myself, what could what could he teach me? Like if he gets because I you know, Reiki was so subtle and so strange, in some ways, and I was just learning and yet he already seemed to be, you know, a master of it. And so that kind of shifted everything. And I began to see animals in this new way of every animal, no matter how small, if it was my sister's guinea pig or if it was a butterfly when I was walking on a path, they became these teachers to me and I needed to stop and breathe and listen. And so that really transformed the direction of my life.
2: Wow, that's really an incredible story. And I know that people that have taken Reiki classes, have had experiences that are similar, but it's more traditional or more we think that we need to send Reiki to them and heal them. So we can get into that in a little bit. But um, I so relate to what you're saying, because as an animal communicator, I see them more on a soul level. And maybe, you know, what they what we perceive on the outside doesn't match with who they really are on the inside. And what you're talking about is being able to really experience that you know just experience it at at that soul level and so I think that I just really deeply feel that what you're doing is is so important and I'm so grateful to you that you're spreading this spreading this word and you have been for so long and you know going into shelters and sanctuaries and all that you're doing it's just it's really amazing the more people that can see animals as sentient beings and the better our world is because they truly are our teachers as you say
0: Absolutely. And the wonder, the beautiful thing about the system of Reiki, you know, Reiki is a, a Japanese spiritual practice that has therapeutic applications. So we often see it as in humans where you go and you lay down on a massage table, and then you have these, you know, hand positions, and it helps you to have more well being and to release your stress and to feel this peace and calm come over you so that you can heal yourself. It's really wonderful and beautiful. But with animals, for me, it's like you know, it's about this living, this different. It, it's having this. It's it's having, like a an awakening or something, where suddenly you see. And I call it seeing with your reiki eyes. But as you say, seeing that soul level. Like how how do people? You know, we all want to see with our soul level. But how do, how do we do that? And the system of reiki provides these tools. So we have specific like we have the five precepts which are sort of our guides for living and we have you know um, different breathing practices like the Hatsureho which are specific uh, visualizations we do when we breathe it's like a a mindfulness breathing meditation to help us to bring our awareness to this present moment and we learn you know other tools um, in in the system of Reiki these tools it's really interesting when you actually practice the system of Reiki with animals it's like, it's like your eyes just open. It's just, you know, it's really interesting the way that that happens. So I feel really blessed and grateful that i found Reiki for my own journey because it was really those Reiki practices that I was doing for me that opened my eyes to the
2: animals. Boy, I really relate to that because I first took a Reiki class and shortly after that, you know, I kept going, became a Reiki master and decided that, you know, I need to practice, I need to do something with this. So I bought a massage table, invited friends to come over, and the animal showed up in my room. (laughs) That's how, you know, I I didn't set out to be an animal communicator, or any of the things that I'm doing for that matter. I was working in an office doing accounting and something very left brain. That's amazing. But they opened my eyes, and they changed my life. And I look back at that time, To where I was and how magical everything felt and how I felt like I was living in this altered reality and like it was like Dorothy on the Wizard of Oz or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all we
0: have to do is open our eyes. It's always there. I feel like the animals are always sitting with us and they're always ready to show us and for us to listen, but we just are too busy. And that's that's the reason. That's why like for the way that, that we practice Reiki and the Let Animals Lead method is it's really about um, the meditation practices because the more that we quiet our mind, the more that we can see, the more that we can hear, the more, you know, um, mindfulness we bring to this moment, the deeper, richer, more peaceful, more beautiful this moment can be. And, and that brings this amazing compassion and kindness and love to our relationships with, with others. And so I think... That, you know, it's it's really, the way that I see animal Reiki, it's really meditating with animals for healing. But our foundation, of course, is a, is the Reiki practice. And I think the animals who really showed this to me in the beginning were the shelter animals. As you were mentioning, shelter animals are, so, are such amazing beings. And um, when I was um, teaching school, I volunteered a couple of days a week in the afternoons and to walk dogs in those shelter in San Francisco. And um, then I learned Reiki and I, I asked them, well, can I, you know, can I do some Reiki with the dogs after I walk them? And they're like, well, what is it? And I'm like, uh, well, it's hard to explain. It's 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 like a energy healing for animals, but it makes them feel very peaceful and good. And they're like, okay, well, we don't really know what it is, but that sounds good. So they So they allowed me to practice with them, which was really awesome. And one of the reasons that I would go in and walk dogs in shelters was because I related to them on this really deep level because of the stress and anxiety that they felt because I had lived and struggled my whole life with this. And when I would go into a shelter and see their faces and see that stress and and hear the the barking and the whining and things that you see from what they've gone through in the past, also the kennel environment is very difficult and you know, it's a new environment and they don't have a family at that moment. You know, there's they're there and and they're uncertain. I totally got it. You know, when I looked at them, I'm like, I know, I know how you're feeling. That's how I lived so much of my life. And I knew that Reiki could just dissolve that fear, dissolve that anxiety because it had done so for me. And so I actually had these experiences where I would be working with a dog who was shaking uncontrollably from, from fear and stress from the shelter. And I would sit down and start my meditation, and he would come over and crawl into my lap, <sighs> just sigh and release all the, the shaking, the fear, and just sleep. And then when we would wake up at the end of the treatment, he was so much better. And I had other um, dogs that I would walk where they were, you know, recovering from surgery, and so they would have some soreness. And um, we, I would sit down, start my meditation, and they would come. I had, I had one dog who had an amputated um, leg. He had gotten hit by a car, and one of his hind legs had to be amputated. And so, but he still could walk. He was walking on three legs. He was doing pretty well. So we went on a little short walk, and he had really fun. And then we came back, and I sat down and did my meditation. And he was kind of walking around sniffing and all of a sudden he stopped and he looked at me and he walked over and he turned around and he backed up and he literally placed his little stump with all his little stitches that were healing into my hands and laid down. Oh, Oh. (laughs) And so these kinds of, of experiences happening over and over again, I realized, you know, what a, what a beautiful gift because we always think of shelters as stressful places What if shelters could become places of healing, places of peace? And that is that those animals, those dogs and cats that I worked with in the beginning were the inspiration really for my nonprofit, Shelter Animal Reiki Association, or SARA as we affectionately call it. And so now we have hundreds of members all around the world volunteering Reiki treatments, And also Reiki training for the staff, because what better way to help staff relieve their compassion fatigue and their and their stress from the work and also be able to share this healing space with the animals in their care by 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 teaching them this. And so we are now that is our movement. The Sarah mission is to to create places of peace, places of loving kindness and compassion and calm and stress relief that is what shelters and sanctuaries can be with the help of animal reiki.
2: Oh, you know, I've read many stories on your website and that's well all of this, you know, is is so heartfelt and but working with animals in shelters, it just it would break my heart and I would think I don't know if I could, you know, go in and do this. And I read, you know, several of your books including the one about the animal shelters and I thought of course I can. Of course I can. And I would love if anybody's listening in the Seattle area, I would love to get together and work with Kathleen and figure out how we can start doing this around Seattle and just start, you know, in your own area. First of all, start with, you know, the training and making sure that we're honoring the, the whole program and the precepts. And what I really love about the program is I was a Reiki master. I've been attuned in um, a couple of lineages and the Reiki that you're teaching is so spiritual to me. it's it's just very different. I mean, I love Reiki as it is, but your Reiki is just really going within It's that connection. It's so much more heartfelt for me. And it's oh. it's like a um I don't know, it it's touches my heart deeply. It's like a um deepening my spirituality. It really has
0: oh, thank you. I'm so happy. Well, you know, I really feel like the animals, challenge us to let go of the form of Reiki and to be in the space, the heart space of Reiki. And so they're really the ones (laughs) that are taking it deeper because they could really care less about hand positions. And, you know, if we're doing this or that practice, they want to know that your heart is open, that your mind is quiet, that you're completely present with them. And and so that that's really how that's how animals say yes to sharing reiki with us is we have to get ourselves into that that space that quiet spiritual
2: open beautiful peaceful space i have to laugh kathleen because i was at her friends we were teaching um animal communication with her horses and i asked to practice with her yellow lab and so i sat down and i became reiki did the meditation. I just, you know, grounded myself. And because I had taken your um, the core curriculum course online, mm-hmm. because I already had, you know, was already attuned to Reiki. So I took that, and I was practicing, doing the homework. And the dog was classic. It was almost like something in one of your uh, books or on your website where I just sat on the floor uh, with my back against a chair. And this dog was, um, you know, by the sofa, maybe five feet away and I became Reiki and pretty soon I could sense movement and she kept turning her head back and looking like, what are you doing? What are you (laughs) doing? (laughs) And then pretty soon she looked more relaxed and, you know, kept checking me out. And Before long, she was rolled over on her belly and, you know, egging, you know, kind of (laughs) waving me over. Come on, come on. So I went over, but, and my friend was taking pictures of it and I sent those to you along with many of your other students.
0: (laughs) Oh, so beautiful. I love that.
2: Yeah, but it was a new way for me to, um, I used to send Reiki. And I can tell you that so many clients I talk to that are massage therapists, they practice Reiki um, or any kind of energy work. If they have dogs or cats, they always tell me that they come into the room and they will even say things like, you know, they will show up for just these three clients or just these four (laughs) people. And even if they change their day and there's one person that will, come uh, sporadically, but they know they show up, they will run into the room and go under the massage table.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. (laughs) I love that. Well, this, and this is a great, I'm glad you brought that up because it's, it really highlights a real uh, difference in the way that animals connect to Reiki. So people connect to Reiki with physical touch. And a lot of the, you know, original teachings of Reiki are about hand positions, either for ourselves, or for people and animals are so much more sensitive to energy and they are really connecting to the space beyond physical touch that sort of heart space. And so we don't need to use touch to connect with Reiki. And in fact, some animals don't want to be touched. They want to be across the room or under the massage table, you know? Um, And so we only really, Offer In the Let Animals Lead method that I've created, that's one of the teachings, is that we only use touch when the animal is the one to initiate it. So they can tell us, yes, I would like you to touch me, or no, I wouldn't. But that doesn't really affect the Reiki session. What affects the session is whether the animal is open and connected and wants to be with you in that space. And that's hard for us as humans because we always associate touch with that energetic connection. And the other thing that's that's very different, and this again relates to the sensitivity of animals, is with a if you're doing Reiki with a human client, you would say, um, oh, you know, so I'm glad you came for your Reiki session today. You know, what's going on? And then I might say, oh, well, I have a sore neck or, you know, I banged my knee or I have a stomach ache or, you know, I'm coming down with a cold. So we have like something. And then we would focus on that. So, you know, it feels really good if you have a sore shoulder and then the Reiki practitioner puts their hands on your shoulder or if your knee is bothering you, they put their hands on your knee. And so there is this sort of focus on the issue that you verbalized and that you, you sort of work on together. And with animals, it's very different. First, because they can't verbally tell us. First of all, they don't come to us. Usually we come to them because they're a person invited us and said, Hey, my dog isn't feeling well. Can you come over or whatever? Right. Or if I'm volunteering at a shelter, I just show up. Hey guys, I'm here. So it's the, first of all, the animals haven't invited us. We've invited ourselves. So we have to think, remember that and be extra respectful. Um, but secondly, now we have to think about, okay, they, they can't verbalize and tell us what's wrong with them. But even if, they, even if we know what's wrong with them, let's say we talk to their vet and the vet says, oh, yes, they have you know this stomach condition or their stomach's bothering them or whatever. So now we know or the person tells us. Now we know what's wrong with them. But with an animal, if I were to go over and put my hands on the sore stomach or to put my hands on the sore leg or even just focus on it in my mind, animals will be like offended. They'll stand up and they'll walk out of the room. So what we do instead is focus on we focus inward radiating this beautiful space of peace and balance and harmony and we focus on the animal being perfect in this moment so we don't focus on what's wrong what the issue is you know where they're painful and in fact even if we turn our thoughts to that it can be very uncomfortable with the animal so that so the touch and our state of mind are so different um, in order to be respectful and mindful of animals.
2: They really are. And they have a different intention and a different energy. And of course they feel that. And I've had the experience where I put my hands on on my dogs and my dogs were, you know, they're 20 pounds, 25 pounds. And they get up and leave. You know, they'll take a couple of minutes and then they're done. And they're they are they're just super sensitive. So yeah, t-
0: absolutely. Yes. And I mean, so it's interesting because if you don't go and put your hands on them, if you just sit, do your meditation, now it's up to them. Do they want to come over? Do they want to lay down next to you? Many animals will come and go. And so, um, you know, we're always like, come on, we're doing a Reiki treatment, let's go. But I, I always tell my students to sit and meditate for a period of time and allow the animals to connect in whatever ways is comfortable. So one of the other important things about this let animals lead method is the whole session is determined by animals preferences and we're not sending anything. We're not pushing anything. We're not trying to fix anything or change anything. We are creating this space through a meditation of peace and balance. have creating this radiance of loving kindness, compassion, peace, calm, and then the animal can step into the space or step out of the space as they wish. So it's completely animal-led. So it's a challenge because we have to let go of, you know, we like to fix things. We like to do things. We're, we're human beings, you know. This is how we relate to our world. We're action-oriented. We have to let go of the doing and just be. And there is very great power in our presence, our 110% presence with our animal in that moment with them. That's very powerful.
2: And we're empowering them. And that's what really needs to happen. You know, it's, I would always say that it's really about your intention and your thoughts and they know everything that we're thinking. And if, when people say, um, oh, you know, I adopted them and they had this terrible life or they're a shelter animal. And and um, I learned long ago to say, no, you know, they're a lucky dog, they're a lucky cat. They've got you, they have this great life. Yeah, I mean, we have to choose
0: our thoughts and choose the way that we frame a situation. So in a way, if we focus on what the animal's been through, I mean, that's the past. So that's gone. It's right. ashes. But by focusing on it, talking about it and getting emotional about it, we are giving it new life. We are raising the ashes and creating something in this moment right now. Something that is sad or traumatic, we're like we're breathing life back into it, and then the animal feels and senses our 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 stress and sadness and grief or worry about what had happened to them, and we bring it into this moment. But for the animals, that's gone. They're with us now in their new home, adopted, safe, loved, happy. They're ready to move forward. But human beings, we have we have a much harder time moving moving forward. And again, that that is why the Reiki teachings are so important, because the Reiki teachings help us to they're designed to help us to be in this moment because they talk a lot about letting go of anger and letting go of worry. And I always see as anger as something when we live in the past because we're angry about something that happened and worry is all about living in the future because we're worried about something that hasn't happened yet. So we're in the past, we're in the future, we're everywhere except here, now. And that's where we need to be, and that's where our animals are. And so when we can, again, the foundational practices of Reiki, help us meet our animals in this beautiful space of presence. And that's why you know our Let Animals Lead method really develops mindfulness with our animals. And this mindfulness and presence is going to bring peace and healing to, to them, to us, to our relationship, and even to the human animal dynamic, you know, in the world. You know, the more of us that awaken to how we can hold space with compassion for the animals that are in our lives, I mean, the better it will be for all species.
2: Oh, yes. Yes. And, um, I love your book, the let animals lead the 21 day meditation challenge and to just, yeah, to just be in this flow. And, you know, I wish we had time to, to read like every day, the affirmations and they just set your day off. Right. And, and just put you in that energy and who wouldn't want to be around you, by the way, (laughs) when I met you briefly, um, you just embody Reiki, uh, your energy, you're just glowing. And Aww, I wasn't that's so the, sweet. Yeah. I said, of course, <laughs> and of course, look what Kathleen does. She works with the beautiful souls of animals and she's in this loving energy and healing energy. You Aww. know, and One thing I love about shelter animals, I was reading, I think it was in your um, healing virtues book where about a dog, Casey, and that's one of the things I always try to tell people is this dog had been sadly tied to a tree for many years, six years, was brought to the shelter, adopted, and returned. And so very sad, very broken. And one of the volunteers who had taken your course had asked, you know, could I um, be Reiki? <laughs> Can I, you know, work with this animal? And they didn't really, I don't know that they understood exactly what she meant at the time, but said certainly. Certainly. And she went from being very needy to relaxing and just, you know, embodying, uh, healing, doing what she needed to do, what was best for her. And the end result was just after a week of of doing this, she was adopted. And in the story, and you can probably (laughs) tell this a lot better than I can, but a couple had stopped during the process of this woman, um, you know, embodying Reiki and looked at her, and right away this dog, Casey, just looked away, thinking, you know, again, that she was going to be rejected. And so the volunteer told her, you know, you can choose your family. You know, you get to choose. You don't have to wait for somebody to choose you. And just a short time later, they um, took the dog out to the reception area because somebody wanted to meet her. And as a volunteer was leaving, she saw that this dog came running over to her, was happy, and and just gave her a big smile and, um, and knew that, that work of, you know, of being Reiki with her for that week changed her life. Yeah. It's so beautiful because
0: it really does empower animals because many times when they're stressed, like Casey was in the shelter they're they've been through so much that they, when, you know, a potential adopter comes and looks at them to adopt, all they see is that fear, that sadness, that worry, um, of where am I going? I don't, it's like, they can't see their true self, their beautiful light. And practicing Reiki with animals, it just helps dissolve those layers of worry and fear and uncertainty and so that their inner light can shine and then adopters like see who they are. And so I think that's one of the reasons we we have so many um, amazing adoption stories of animals who've been in shelters for many months and then they start getting Reiki sessions and they get adopted suddenly. And it's not that Reiki is creating some miracle that's happening Um, you know, by magic or something. It's that Reiki is helping to bring forth your true self, your beautiful soul, you know, so that you can shine and be yourself. And that is what helps people connect to animals, is when they see the animal's beautiful heart and spirit. And so I think it's it's so amazing to see an animal. I had an experience with a dog that was um, totally shut down Um, was very sick and an older dog who had lived with the family for many years and then had tumors or something and was too sick. They didn't, they couldn't afford the medical care. So they just dropped the dog at the shelter. So here's this dog totally depressed, you know, um, given up on life. The family has left him. He's feels really sick, not doing well. And so was just in the back of the kennel, just laying down, head down, just, you know, you know, when the light is gone from the eyes, like just like hopeless and just shut down, totally Mm. shut down. And I sat outside the kennel and offered Reiki. And some of the things that I think of are in my Let Animals Lead Meditation Challenge book, which you had mentioned um, affirmations. Like, for example, there's a day on the buffalo where our affirmation is my life is full of blessings. And these are the things that I think of when I'm sitting with an animal like that who has lost everything, who feels hopeless and given up. Then I'm sitting there and radiating, you know, my life is full of blessings. your life is full of blessings. You are loved. you are safe. you know all of these um, really positive affirmations while I'm sitting there, keeping my mind very positive and open and, and seeing seeing deeper than what's wrong, to see the beauty. We're here together in this moment and this is a wonderful place where they save animals and you know I get, I'm here with you. I'm so honored to share this moment like really shifting the moment into the positive well at the end of the session when i finished and i stood up to thank the dog and to leave the dog actually got up and came over wagging his tail and then laid down right by the the bars where you know the front of the kennel and showed me his belly wagging his tail
2: uh, <laughs> and
0: so i reached through and scratched his little belly but he was like a puppy he had the light in his eyes his little butt and tail was wagging and he came over and rolled over, like rubbed my belly. And this was a dog that, you know, 30 minutes earlier, totally given up. And I didn't touch the dog. I didn't, um, you know, I wasn't feeding the dog treats or even I didn't say a word. I just sat and radiated that positivity, that love and that light. And so Reiki is really a way to help animals remember they're be- that they're beautiful that they're perfect that they're loved you know all of these wonderful things we we as human beings we can bring that to these difficult moments animals face and it's just amazing to see the transformation
2: oh it really is it really is So Kathleen, do you have time to talk a little bit about sanctuaries? Because I'm very curious. I was like, wow, you're going to, you know, the East Coast and you're in the West Coast. You're going to Europe. And (laughs) I'm seeing pictures of, and everybody, you've got to go on Kathleen's website. It's, um, well, they can just put your name in, right? Or they can go to Animal Reiki Source. Dot com, yes. Dot com, animalreikisource.com. If you're near a laptop or you've got your phone handy, do it now. And you'll see these pictures of pigs and donkeys and snakes and geese <laughs> and a black leopard and crocodiles and bears. and.
0: <laughs> I'm so blessed to be able to, do, to travel around the world and to teach in these places. And, you know, these are places where um, students who have taken my courses for example, you asked about the place in England so I go to Remus um, Horse Memorial Sanctuary and they have um, over 200 animals um, most like a hundred of them are horses and then they also have donkeys and sheep and goats and so they have you know this and a few dogs and cats as well in the property but lots of farm animals and mostly horses and um, so one of my students um, who you you had mentioned you took my online animal Reiki workshop which is um, uh, online course that I teach every two months and um, so she had taken my course and one of the homeworks during one of the weeks is to offer Reiki to a shelter or a sanctuary animal so she thought oh well there's this horse sanctuary you know a couple miles away from my house and I've heard of them I've never been there but I wonder you know if I could go there to do my homework assignment so she drove up and she went in and she introduced herself and it turned out that they were a holistic sanctuary and mostly worked with senior animals. And so um, they were totally excited because they already were doing, you know, um, homeopathy and herbs and, you know, different kinds of natural healing and had someone coming in doing, you know, massage. And so they were really excited for her to, to, to try Reiki. And um, the animals responded so well to the approach because it wasn't hands-based. So Many most of their horses and animals come from really traumatic abuse situations. So for them, hands are not a positive association. <laughs> so bad. to have someone come and try to put their hands in them might not be appropriate. But with this approach, you stand outside the fence, just create the, the meditation. And the horses were like coming forward and wanting to like touch them with their nose or yawning and yawning and then falling asleep and they were so impressed with how much the animals resonated, and so anyway, I ended up. She ended up um, hosting me, or you know, inviting me to come and teach. And so now that's a place where I can go, and and people come from all over Europe to take the class there. And because um, I only go there once a year, and so it's a really wonderful way to spread the teachings to another part of the world. And it's one of my favorite places to visit because the work they do is so difficult you know they they work with the worst abuse cases in England for horses so they go into these situations and and bring the horses out many of the horses die once they come to the sanctuary and they're surrounded by love and then they pass away because they're safe Um, and yet all of the volunteers and and Sue who's the founder there they are so positive and so full of hope and strength, and um, it's just absolutely inspiring. Like to me, it's like, you know, they aren't like teaching Reiki classes and, and doing Reiki, but, and like the founder's not a Reiki practitioner, but for me, she lives Reiki, she is Reiki. So when I think about what is Reiki, I think of her and all the work she's doing with loving kindness and compassion and helping these animals. And so it's like a perfect place to have a Reiki program, <laughs> because it just is totally in line with all, all the, the purpose of what we're doing with our meditation practice. So it's really um, beautiful. And then every February, I go to Florida, and I teach at the Care Foundation. And they are an exotic animal sanctuary. So they have tigers, and um, alligators, and crocodiles, and monkeys, and they have exotic birds, they have a bear, Um, they have venomous snakes. They have all these rescued animals there and boy, that is something else. If you've ever sat in meditation with a tiger, I mean, their energy is so big compared to ours, our little measly human being, you know, (laughs) sitting there, their presence, their, um, just the space they create and sitting with them. And so it's, it's such a gift to be able to sit with an unusual species and as you relax and and breathe, you realize, oh, we're not actually all that different. We we are the light. You know, I am the light. You are the light. And so to be able to connect, it brings us a new awareness of how interconnected we all are on this planet. And again, that's again why I always say, you know, and for me, animal Reiki is the path to peace in this world
2: and on this planet. Oh, that's beautiful. And you also answered my question about, is it different to work with, say, a, t- a tiger versus a, oh, a bird or a pig or, and so it's yes and no. I mean, yes, it might seem like it, but at the core, it's all heart-centered.
0: Exactly. I mean, every, every animal, I mean, species aren't just, you know, all the same, you know, every animal within a species is totally unique. Um, so just to be like, a beginner when you go with sit with an animal like show me, teach me, let me sit here with you. I think the biggest thing about working with these exotic animals who aren't, aren't like, you know, um, used to living with people and everything is they have for me when I connect energetically, I feel more ancient, um, deep wisdom coming from them, just emanating from them. They're so close to the earth because they haven't like evolved to live with people and to be closer to our way of life. They are still really connected to those ancient ways. And I think that's very healing. Like for example, when I um, practice Reiki with this crocodile, they have this 12 foot crocodile at the care foundation named Ngozi. And to, to sit in meditation, you, you start to feel like a rock. You start to feel your body feels very solid and very grounded. And the more grounded we are, the more present we are, the more balanced we are within ourselves. And so I think human beings, because we're always on technology, we're always thinking and very intellectual. We're very ungrounded most of the time. We're in our heads all the time. And that's where a lot of our anxiety and worry and fear and everything, all that kind of uh, lays in our in our mind. And so sitting with a crocodile or with an alligator who is such, you know, even look at their body. They, they live on the ground, you know, and they're so like ancient, you know, they haven't evolved much in over all these years. They're still so similar to how they've always been. You just feel this different sense within yourself that, you know, wow, I I need to ground myself more. (laughs) I'm like really, I'm like really out of touch with earth. But now that I'm sitting with this crocodile, I feel so grounded and so good. And, it's interesting because many students will sit with Ngozi, the the crocodile, and suddenly they'll have a healing. They'll have a spontaneous healing about something that they had long held from their childhood or some issue from when they were young that they'd hadn't they had buried deep when they were for twenty years or something when they were young. They, you know, some anger or some something, and it will just let go, and there'll be tears, and they'll feel light, and it's so many so many people cry when they sit with the crocodile and it's really funny. it's like, why? Like, how can that, he just sits there like a rock. He doesn't move. It looks like he's not even, you know, paying attention to us yet. I have, I'm overcome with emotion. And so I was thinking, you know, why is that? And I think it's because when we're really grounded, we feel safe that we can let go of these things that we've, you know, held on to. And so how beautiful to, go to a sanctuary and think, oh, I'm gonna share healing with these poor animals who've been rescued and been through so much. And then to instead receive this beautiful gift of healing, not because the crocodile purposefully said, okay, now I'm gonna heal this person that's standing here, but just because just by being themselves, we are changed, we Mm -hmm. are transformed, we are healed by, by sharing that space of being that they have. And I think that's also a lesson for us, that by being our true selves, by shining your light, your unique, beautiful light in the world and being who you are, just by doing that is an incredible gift to everyone in your life. You know, and we always make it so complicated, but animals know how simple it is just to be yourself, be in balance with the earth, listen, be present, and this is how, this is the best way to live.
2: What an amazing example. And it's got to be like you're in different like, parallel universes. Like here you are with this ancient creature that yeah. things have not changed so much for him other than the, you know, maybe the external part of his life. And now he's suddenly in a sanctuary. That's really amazing. I just love these stories. You know, we have probably another maybe eight or ten minutes, maybe ten minutes. I would love to share about how people can work with you. Um, I know that you have lots of books. I I love your books, and I read through them quickly because I can't put them down, and you would laugh. I should probably take a picture. I have the first book, Healing um, Virtues, and I said, oh, I love that, and I put a little sticky note And they're just little small ones, just, you know, like the size of your fingernail. Oh, I like that. And the book is just, I think just about every page has a note on it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. I love
2: that. Yeah, so it's really crazy. But I started with the books and I love that. And then because I already had Reiki, um, I took the the core curriculum course. And I love just being in that energy of feeling, um, just feeling present and aware and And it felt so deeply spiritual to me. And so I wanted to go, I want to go forward from there. I know that a lot of your classes, let me see, you've got one coming up in just in about a week, don't you? Um,
0: Yes, I have a level two class coming up in Petaluma um, at Lily's Legacy Senior Dog Sanctuary um, here in Northern California. And so it's a one day and all day level two class. So we do we focus a lot on the Reiki symbols and mantras and how to work with those with animals. Because, again, the approach is very different because animals, we always want to honor their sensitivities and allow them to lead us instead of like doing The symbols to them or something. So, um, so that will be sort of our focus for that. Um, as far as people wanting to study with me, um, I, I always recommend like, if you don't know Reiki, even if you do, but you're not sure about working with animals, I would start with my book, let animals lead the 21 day meditation challenge that you were mentioning. That's like the, my latest book, and what that book has is it is a, sh- a very simple meditation program. It's a breathing practice. You do an affirmation that you have for each day and an animal that brings this teaching into your life. So you focus on, for example, you might focus on, um, you know, uh, a lion. Okay. And that would be on day five. And your affirmation would be, I'm filled with courage and wisdom. And as you go through your day, when you face a difficult moment, You repeat the affirmation, you breathe, you do the breath, and you connect with the lion. And that will totally shift a difficult moment into more peace and more balance and help you to bring your awareness when you get angry, when you get worried, when you get fearful, and when you get out of balance. When you do that for 21 days with 21 different animals, you start to notice more when you get a little stressed or a little off track. You also begin to appreciate all of the lessons animals bring to you. And you also practice that meditation breath, which is like central to my teachings. So, and anyone, you don't have to do Reiki train to benefit from this. So this is a really great place for you to really start and go through the program. And I have so many students that love this so much. Some students have said, they do it over and over again because they they keep going, oh, I finished it, I'm doing it for the third time, you know. Uh-huh. I, have a, I have another student now, she's spending a week with each animal because she loves them all so much. So it's going to be a 21-week meditation <laughs> challenge for her. Um, so I think just um, really starting with something like simple like that and connecting. And then um, I also have um, in-person classes in Northern California for Level 1 and 2 Animal Reiki. I travel around these different places. Um, like you were uh, mentioning, I was talking about for level three animal Reiki training. So this is for like a higher level class. I do also have online classes. So for those of you who would be interested in getting certified in level one animal Reiki, I do have in the fall, I have two, two different sessions, one at 10 and one at 6 p.m., 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. So I do have a few spots left in those But those are very small classes because we have a lot of interaction, a lot of sharing. So I limit it to eight students. So those I just posted. So usually they sell out, but they do have um, some openings right now. So that's a way, if you can't travel to study with me in person, it's a way to connect. And the other way, um, uh, on my website, I have lots of articles that you can read on my blog. You can learn a lot about what, what I do and also meditations that you can practice right now to help your animal even if you're not certified so there's a lot of different ways to connect and of course if you go on amazon and google my name kathleen prasad all my books will come up and if you have dogs i have a reiki for dog book if you have horses i have a heart to heart with horses book i have also just from general the healing virtues book that you mentioned is really about the animal reiki code of ethics which is really foundational. Part and I also have an audio course based on that, like a six week, I think, audio course that you can take to go deeper. And that's for like if you're a professional animal Reiki practitioner, you want to like, you know, really follow this uh, let animals lead approach that really honors and respects animals. So lots of different ways um, to connect. I'm also on Facebook, Animal Reiki Source Facebook page. I am on Twitter, I am on Instagram. Um, so please um, follow me on social media too,
2: Kathleen. You're everywhere. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to clone you and just kind of put you all around the country and all around the world and really spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> Either that, or you have to, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. And the, those that are ready will step up and and join in. Yes, my yeah. all my
0: students, all my students are around the world too, doing this work. So we have this beautiful. I always say they're all my peaceful warriors out there, you know, in the in the difficult places, in the shelters, and helping rescued animals in these tough situations, but making them places of peace, places of healing, places of loving kindness. So it's really beautiful to see how this is movement is spreading.
2: Oh, it really is. I am so grateful that I met you and that I was able to um, take this course. And proceed forward. I know that I'm going to be in touch with you many more times, and I'd love to have you back again because there's just so much to share, so many stories, and and I love to just get the word out. So we give. Let me see. We've given all your contact information, and I really encourage everyone to check out the book, the um, Let Animals Lead. I think you'll really enjoy it, and also her website, Kathleen's website is just amazing. She has between the blogs and the pictures, the offerings. And the stories and tips. I mean, it's just, I have been on it multiple, multiple times and spent hours on it because it's better than a novel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. (laughs) That's so sweet. It really truly is. So I want to thank you so much for coming today and for joining us. And I hope that, you know, people contact you with questions or, um, do you have, did you give out your, well, they're going to contact you through the website.
0: Yes. Yeah. They can just go to my website mm-hmm. and then there's a contact page there. Okay. And, oh, um, Sarah's website, if you're interested in my nonprofit and the work we do for shelters, we're org.
2: Yes. And I also read that you can be, um, you can be certified to work in the shelters or to be. I, I thought that I read, I hadn't read this for a while now, but I think there was something that you were doing together also.
0: We do have training through Sarah that's specifically geared towards shelter, um, you know, working with shelter, shelters and sanctuaries. So
2: we do have classes offered through Sarah. So. Yeah, okay, that was it. Thank you. I'm glad I remember that. Thank you, Kathleen, so much for coming today. I'd love to have you again, like I said. And this has been a really fun show with so much information that I can't wait to listen to it again because I was enjoying I was enjoying all your stories and and all the things that you've done. You're amazing. We love you. Please come back.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much for having me and blessings to you and the work you're doing on this show is really beautiful and wonderful for the world. And blessings to all the listeners and to your animals.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for listening to Animal Soul Wisdom Radio, tapping into the wisdom of our animals, angels, and masters with Darcy Pariso. Tune in monthly as Darcy shares stories and insights on how to better understand and deepen our relationships with animals. Working with light and ancient techniques, Darcy is here to guide you through the process and provide inspiration to move forward. For more information or to listen to this show, visit DarcyPariso.com